Blog Talk Radio.
Hello, 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 hello. This is the next chapter, y'all. This is the D Hour Radio Network. My name is Joy Joy. And of course, I have my awesome, awesome co host on the line with me. Mr. A Town is in the building, is on the line. How are you, Mr. A Town? Yes, ma'am. Can you hear me? Awesome. Yes, I can hear you. We're live. We're live. We can hear you. We can hear you. You are live, sir. How are you? What's up, world? I am What's blessed up? in all things. Everything. Okay. Let me let me tell you something because you know the heart of me is a poet. So um, I've been writing, and today I started a poem. And sometimes, have you ever done something to the point where you impress yourself? Like you're like, man, I don't mm-hmm. believe I did that. Yeah. I started a poem. <laughs> And the first and the first cup and the first couple lines was like, man, I can't believe I did that. And so yep. I've been having a lot of those moments in life and just in stuff that I'm doing and that I'm creating, because I, I I'm always creating even if I'm not putting it out. So I have like two yes. pilots, a screenplay, and a bunch of other stuff that that are done and other stuff that I'm working on. So you know, for me, it's like having that. For me, it's having that completion of creating something. For me, a a literary piece is a living work of art, so you know. Yes, I'm that's, good. That's good, good, good. And just to speak, just to you know, you? speak on that, I'm doing good. I'm doing. You know what? I'm doing really, 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 really good. Um, I can't complain at all. If I did, like people say, it wouldn't change anything. So why do it? So <laughs> I'm doing real honestly. If if I do, it's not gonna change anything. Uh, so I'm really, really doing really, really good. I'm excited. Um, same thing, creating, and just to piggyback on what you had said a few minutes ago. Um, any a completion of when you especially when you're an art uh, an artist writer whatever and anything any, anything that you're working on and you have a completion of it it could be small or big it's a really good thing it's a really really good feeling and even if yeah. and for myself even if you don't put it out to the world or share it to people just the completion itself is a good feeling and when you're talking about poetry sometimes a poetry can be literally five lines but if I when I've completed it. That feeling for me is like no other. It's like no yeah. other because I have honestly yeah. been able to take my words and put them into this 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 to sequence this form or whatever, and it's I was I was able to say what I really wanted to say, and there it is. And what I have been doing lately is reading back over my stuff, reading back over my stuff, and just kind of patting my own stuff on the back. Um, I know we spoke before on our last show about fear. And I'm doing everything possible, praying every day. Um, like I told you guys, going to my come to Jesus meetings and just asking God just to remove that fear for me. And it really, really has. And for me to just to read back on the things that I've written currently or in the past or whatever, and just to see, like what we talked, you just, you just said, the completion, that completion is awesome, is awesome. Let's answer yeah. your question. Right. I am good. I'm really good. I'm really good. What were you going to say? And I and um it's 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 interesting that that comes up because, you know I'm, I do therapy daily, and one of the topics that came up in one of my therapy sessions yesterday was fear and pain, and mm. I actually have a theoretical approach to pain and fear, that mm. literally changes people's paradigm and how they view it, and so you know we mm. have time, we have time for it we'll get into it on the show because I'll. I'll 
I don't want to usurp any of the topics, but you know, if not, then you know, we can have a conversation with just us. But it is a it's a moving thing. And I was I, I meant to t- I was going to text message you and say, yo, we got to do a show on pain and fear because we can. We can. That's an awesome yeah, because, topic. Thank you. Yeah, you know, and <clears throat> like I said, in therapy, and, and it's one thing that I have to get used to. There's a lot of stuff that I've helped people through with in therapy, but then when mm-hmm. I get out of therapy, I don't do it. Like, I don't bring it up. I don't mm. talk about it. And then when people talk about it, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, in my mind, I know that. But the therapist yeah. in me is off. So, and everybody, and nobody wants, and nobody likes to know it all, right? And so, you know, no. if you're not eliciting my, my, my input, nobody wants to hear, oh, you can get over that. You can do this. And right, it, right. Tripped, <laughs> it tripped me out that I help people with this stuff every day, but then the people I'm around, I don't help them. So I'm just like, yeah, that's got to change. You know, yeah. I, had, I had a patient who had a, a, a breakthrough and a, a restructure of fear in the session. And I'm like, dog, I have to do this for my people. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, we got yeah. to make this no, a public and, session. No, and that's, that's actually a, a, an awesome topic because one of our, our hot topics kind of touches on and kind of uh, dabs on uh, mental health. So we're going to get to that as well. But also with hurt and pain and fear, that's also an awesome topic. And towards the end, we can and, and, and if, if we have time and if you guys want to hear, I actually wrote a poem. So maybe I can share it at the end and maybe it can kind of lead us into our next show. But that's also that is an awesome topic because when it deals with the next chapter and that's going and moving into our next chapter, you guys, sometimes um, – Fear, it, it, it's in the midst of that, even though it shouldn't be, but it's in the midst of that. But not only that, sometimes pain from past, you know, endeavors that we tried that didn't work out. And so sometimes even though we've, you know, gone through that process of trying to let go of that pain, sometimes it carries over. So just being able to be mindful of that and moving into something new, just letting that go and shedding that off, because that's basically what the new chapter is about, you guys, letting go of the old and stepping into what we say our new, new shit, because this is the new, new shit. And when we have our new stuff, we don't want to bring in the old. We want to just carry on with the new. We want to carry on with the new. So with that being said, we have another topic for next week, which I'm so excited, so so excited about. Um, so last Sunday was Easter Sunday, um, A Town. So how was your Easter? How was your Easter Sunday? How was your Easter Sunday? Did you go to church? Were you with family? What did y'all do? I worked. Okay. <laughs> so, but I, but understand okay. understand this. Most of most of my life, I've worked with institutionalized populations, mm. and. Holidays are some of the highest mental health, in a negative way, days in the country. Holidays Hmm. and special occasions are the biggest for depression, suicide, suicide attempts, suicide ideation. And so when I'm working with a population that doesn't have sometimes access to the outside world, like it's people – who I work with who've been institutionalized for two or three years and haven't had one visitor. Mm. See what I'm saying? Wow. And so, and so on, on, so on those days, sometimes I just take my time and go in. I've worked on like this last year, I worked on Thanksgiving. I worked on Christmas. I think I worked on Christmas Eve. I worked on, um, um, 
like Veterans Day. I just go in on those days because people are going to be celebrating, and at the hospital, some people are getting visited. So imagine if during that Easter weekend you're seeing 10, 15, 20 people, and they got visited. And there's some people who, you know, their their family, I'm going to come after the weekend or before the weekend because it's busy. So you know mm-hmm. in that time frame you have visitors. But in that time frame, you see over the entire weekend maybe 75 to 100 people who get visitors and you don't. Getting presents wow. and getting, you know, attention and you don't. And you're not getting then, Wow. Yeah. But then somebody comes in who's your therapist and said, hey, and they're like, what you doing here today? I was thinking about you. Hmm. Let, hmm. Let's, go, let's go have a conversation. Let's, let's go hang out. And they are so amazing. They're like most people don't come in here on the holidays unless they have to work the holidays. It's like, did you have to work today? I'm like, no. I just wanted to see you. I figured you might <laughs> want us to be here. Yeah, yeah, and that's important, and that's important. I I never really thought about it. Um, I know I've heard about it, but I've never really thought about it, how um, many people during the holidays are depressed because sometimes it brings up lost ones, you know, loved ones that they lost or uh, different things, traumatic things that may have happened in their life around that time or during that time. And so when that, that, that particular holiday or that particular day comes up, instead of them celebrating with family and friends, they are sitting in the corner, nine out of ten probably crying, or like you said, in, in different institutions, they don't get visitors. You know, they see people coming in with gifts and presents, and not even that, but just seeing a, a smiling face of someone that you're familiar with walking through the door saying, hey, I come to see you. And then they're sitting over here, they don't get that. So I never really thought about that, and that's very important. And I, I think that's a topic that we should we should kind of talk about. And again, this is just it's just dialogue, and it's just this dialogue, and it's very, very important. But Again, another topic that we can just add. Um, so, again, you guys, this is the next chapter, and we are just getting, uh, again, getting rid of all that old stuff and moving into our new, new shit. So what I thought would be awesome for us to do to start off each show with is an affirmation. Um, I, I think affirmations are so important because they are basically the things that we do is what we say we're, we're, speaking, we're speaking this into existence. And into our new chapters and shedding those old things and bringing into the new, we want to bring in positivity, productivity, growth, fruitfulness, and all those good things in regards to our next chapter. Um, just to kind of give you guys a definition on uh, what an affirmation is, for you guys who don't know, I know you guys know, but for those who don't know, um, a affirmation is the assertion, I'm sorry, assertion, excuse me, y'all, sorry, the assertion that something exists or is true. So basically, what I wanted to do is just basically just start off each show, and you guys can do this at home if you're listening or wherever you're listening at, and just kind of put into the into the air, into, into you know, up to, to God's ears of whatever you, what you want to bring to existence into your life. And when I was uh, planning the show, I thought of an affirmation for myself that I'm going to share with you guys, and you guys can use this affirmation or or not, but. Um, the affirmation that I came up with was I'm continually manifesting greatness into my life, continuously manifesting greatness into my life. And what that means for me is everything from this point on, because every day for me is a new day, is a new day to be better, a new day to learn something different, a new day to be a better joy. 
So I am only accepting greatness for myself and for those around me. And if you if you are not about greatness or if you're not trying to produce greatness, then it's one of those things where you have to you have to really just not be in an ugly way, in a rude way, but kind of say bye. You know, um, in our next chapter, our new chapters, we 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 have to kind of set a a standard for ourselves, pretty much. We have to set a standard for ourselves and have those core values that kind of say, you know, this is what I'm accepting and this is what I'm not accepting. This is my standard, and it needs to be here. It needs to be better. So for myself, I am continually manifesting greatness into my life, period. And for you, A-Town, do you have any affirmations? Do you have any affirmations that you tell yourself on a daily or on a weekly or when you have those days when you're just like, you know what, I need something? It just kind of keeps you going um, and I, moving. I, I, I am a walking affirmation. <laughs> it's like, I, okay. I mean, like I said, this, this is what I do for a living. So it's like I have affirmations for different situations. Like one affirmation is God has always got it. That's it. Mm. Like in everything in my life, God has always got it. Then like when I gotcha. go through and I suffer, you know, I ask, what am I to learn under this? Which is not really an affirmation. It's a question, but it is an affirmation. I need to be learning. You know what yes. I'm saying? So when I go through, so I need to be learning. Every day is like I'm like I want to be one step closer to my goal every day. Yes, yes. See what I'm saying? Yes. And then yes. And then then the other one is no excuses. Keep moving. Mm. And mm. so there it is. like I, I and and so I have them. And some of them, they, they're, they're like sub, subconscious, and they don't pop up until I need them. And I'll be like, oh, I got that. But I believe in affirmations. Like, I put stuff up around my walls and things that I want. So I have a, a little sticky board, and it has sayings from everybody from Martin Luther King to the Bible to, to Bruce Lee. Like, Bruce Lee said, I've learned through all things there is no help but self-help. Hmm. Hmm, that's so very saying? important. Like, no, that's like, so like very Like somebody important. can do stuff. So some, some some people can bring you stuff, but in the end, it's you who help you. You use what, what you're going to do with it. You, or exactly. Exactly. Like it's like you said, they can bring you a hundred gifts, a hundred tools, a hundred things to use, but what are you going to do now? Are you just going to let them sit there? Or are you going to actually be productive with them? So that is very, that's best. That's very, very true. Yeah. Very, very true. I like that one. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Well, hey, that's our first start off with our affirmations, you guys. So if you guys want to share any affirmations that you guys may have, that you guys may use, that you guys may put on your mirror in the morning that you have to, that you look at every day or a little posted on your computer at work or just something that you tell to yourself all the time, please share those with us. You guys can share that on the D Hour Network uh website and that's www.d slash our network.com or you can call in this evening and speak with us and you can share those affirmations and we can discuss them our call-in number is 646-668-2574 again my name is joy joy i am your girl joy joy and i have my wonderful co-host mr a town we're going to get to right. this is the D Hour Radio Network, and we are still all about the music. So we're going to go ahead and get to some music right now. But we're going to, when we come back, I'm going to introduce our show topic, which I think is going to be really, really interesting. You guys will like it as well. Call. I have a call on the line. If you hear me, please stay on there. 
I would love, we would love to hear your opinion in regards to our topic, but we're going to go ahead and get into some music right now. And let's see, let's see, y'all. I think we're going to do, we're going to do take five. I think we, we all need to take a break. Even though we're moving into our next chapters and working and moving and grinding and doing our thing, we do need to always remember to take some time out just to chill, just take a breath or just to reflect. So this is Take Five by Dave Brubeck. Thank you. 
have to turn the page But I'm thinking, sitting, standing, spitting Conscience everywhere, harassment, prison Should I be the new black advocate? We lose in the battle and I'm simply not having it We get sore when people lose another war Modern day slavery, America's carnivores I feel powerless, used, rejected Minority, deathless, the world can't accept us now authorities really have us messed you know, up Supposed you know, to protect us, don't really respect us Beat us down, have the nerve to arrest us Brown, Gardner, scared to see who's next I'll survive, I'll survive, I'll survive. <laughs> Never seem to amaze New chapter, turn the page, hey, hey, come on I'm alive, get in mind I'm fine, rewind. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. This is the next chapter. You are listening to the D Hour Radio Network. I am Joy Joy, and I have my host, Mr. A Town, on the line with me. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Atel, yes, ma- yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. And we just listened to Dave Brubeck's Take 5, and that was Trey Barr's Survive, Survive. What do you think about surviving? Like, should we just should we just live to just survive, or should we live to actually live? I was listening to that song, and, and when we're moving into the next chapter and just trying to do our new things, should we should it be about survival mode or should it just be about I'm just living I'm trying to live my life? What do you think? Exactly. Well, I don't like surviving. So understand, I believe everything exists exists on a spectrum. So life, you have at zero, you have just breathing, just stating, not doing anything else, and then on the further end, it's living to the fulfilled purpose of your life and enjoying it. See what I'm saying? Yes. Survival is on the lower end. Survival is just a step above slowly dying. (laughs) And sometimes (laughs) that is the goal based on your situation. So if you live in a war-torn land, survival is going to be your mode. And you don't want to get to the point where you're living because the instincts that come with survival are going to help you avoid trouble and keep you alive. Like in in the middle of war, that's not when you try to live. You see what I'm saying? So whether you're surviving or living, for me, depends on the situation you're in. So if you're in a situation where you're destitute, you're hungry, and you're on edge every day, and you have all of this stuff around you, all these, these forces that are closing in on you, then you want to be in survival mode. You want to be in, like, listen, this ain't the time to, to, to cake off and say I want to kick up and, you know, binge watch Game of Thrones. This is the point where I say, listen, I got to hunker down and fight so I'll be around right. to, to binge watch something. But yes. if you're not in that situation, then survival is terrible because you're missing life. So my answer, and you're going to find out this is just from being a clinician, there is no set answer. It depends on your situation. If you're in a situation where those survival instincts are keeping you alive, by all means, survive. But if you don't need That's them, true. get your butt on the living. That's true. That's true. And, and it should be and it should be different. And it should be different. So now that we're in our next chapter, 
do you feel like the same modes and ways we were trying to survive prior to our next chapter, would those be the same or they should be different, right? So maybe prior to well, stepping into my next chapter, I, you know, I had to possibly do certain things that I normally wouldn't do or, you know, go certain places or just because I was trying to survive. But now that I'm in my next chapter, I have a different way of thinking, a different way of operating, a different way of moving. So it's changed a little bit. Or should it change a little bit or yeah. should it stay the same? This is <coughs> It should change if your condition has changed. You see what I'm saying? Okay. You know, so in other words, what should change about how you move and do should be based off of where you're at. It's contextual, right? So if you're in a space (laughs) where things are different, then, yeah, they should be different. But if nothing has changed, like if you just moved to a higher level of functioning, but the things around you are still the same, your moves can be the same. So, again, it's arbitrary. This is the thing where I say deserve is an action, right? And deserve, deserve is the an key action. part of that. Okay. Yes. And, and the key part of deserve is discernment, being able to recognize okay. and acquire what you need and what you want. And most people don't develop that part of it. They think, oh, I've done the work. I need to get it. And then they yeah. expect it just to come in this perfect package, and that's not the way it works. Oh, yes. It's going to come, <laughs> like, if, you, if, if you're looking for a mate, right? You might have done right. everything that you need to get the mate you want. But what you're going to find is ten people are going to pop up. And then you think, hmm. oh, this is, this is terrible, like ten people popped up instead of one. No, this is the test. It's like when you go to a class. At the end of the class, you get a test to prove that you've retained the material. So when those 10 people right. pop up, that's your life testing you, saying, okay, you say you deserve this. You work for it. Which one is it? And if you can't answer it, then you haven't done enough to deserve it. Go back and work on your discernment and come back. So hmm. that's where I'm at. Like, you know, you, you get what you deserve. If you're deserting, otherwise you keep choosing. Well, it's like why does this keep happening to me? Because you haven't developed discernment. <laughs> it's just like that's true. Keep going that's through the true. Same thing. That's true, and that's what that aligns with. I was thinking about because I've known some people who who who've actually stepped into their next chapter, who stepped into that new thing, but are thinking the same way. And I've been there before. You know, you step into something brand new or you, you step into that thing that you've been working on forever, but our thought process is the same. How we problem solve is the same. How we go about uh, confrontation is the same. Instead of responding, we're reacting. And so I, I feel like it's so important that, you know, in, in the next chapter, it, we want to live as well. But like you said, instead of surviving, I want to live now. So prior to my next chapter, you know, I was I was doing this. I was I was living kind of risky because I was surviving. That's what I had to do. My environment, who I was around, what you know, my setup was different. So I had to survive. But now I've stepped into this next chapter. I don't have to. I want, like you said, I want to live. I want to live my life. So I have to change yeah. my thought process. I have to be able to be, like you said, start to be start praying for discernment. And start asking, hey, is this right? Is this wrong? Is this good for me or is this bad for me? 
you know, and instead of reacting, mm-hmm. what I learned today, it was the way somebody put it to for me today, instead of reacting to things, responding. So that basically means instead of somebody doing something or saying something and me just jumping off, instead, let me step back and let me think and then respond if a response is needed. And that's another big thing. And I'm just saying, I'm saying it for myself as well. A lot of times we just, we just react. We just react, and I'm I'm and I'm yep. so guilty of it. I react. I don't think. I don't. I, I well, I haven't. I have. I, I was times when I I didn't think. I was just reacting. You said what? Oh, okay. You know, or you did yeah. what? Oh, don't even worry about it. <laughs> I got you. I got you. Yeah. And especially um, now with me putting myself out there more, I have really, really, really had to ask God and pray for discernment. A lot of things that I do, because. A lot of times, and what you got, what everybody has to understand, some listeners out there, is a lot of people, just fact, sorry, <laughs> I'm going to put it out there and be so real. A lot of people don't want to see you do well. They really don't. They don't want to see you do well. I'm sorry. And I know, and I had somebody had to tell me that. Everybody does not want to see you do well. Everybody, Joy, does not want to see you publish that book. Everybody, Joy, does not want to see you get up on stage and do your spoken word. Everybody does not want to see that. And so for me, I had to just keep on going, and I had to just keep on telling myself, you know what, Joy, does this serve a response, or should you just pause, just pray about it for a while, and just say, Lord, okay, is and saying this out of love, or is this somebody just saying this out of just pure hate? And so, but one of the things I had to really get to, and what somebody told me was, Joy, you just have to really get to a point in your life where you have to understand not everybody wants to see you make it. Not everybody wants to see you succeed. Not everybody wants to see you put that author in front of Joy. They just don't want it. And so moving into our next chapters, we have to be mindful of that. We have to really, really be mindful of that. And it kind of goes to your team and who you surround yourself with as well. Um, That's a lesson I had to learn as well. Who you surround yourself is really, really important. And who you conduct business with is really, really important. Who do you have rooting you on? Who do you have in your ear? Who do you have? You know, all that stuff is really, really important. So with that being said, guys, we have some hot topics that I want to talk about, some really, really, really hot topics that I want to get into. But before we do, I just want to introduce um, a little introduction of our show topic, and then we're going to get into some hot topics and then some music and all that. Um, So our show topic today, you guys, this evening is, is dating, is dating, okay? (laughs) But not only, (laughs) not only dating, but asking this question, when, you, when you're deciding today that you're dating somebody or you're in a relationship with somebody and you have that certificate other or your partner, how important is it to you when you choose a partner or, you know, when you're going through that dating courting process, is it your partner being Democratic or Republic, Republican? How important is that to you? And just to kind of give you guys a little on on where this came at, where where, where this topic came from for myself, um, it was kind of twofold. First, uh, I co-hosted bar shows on the D Hour Radio Network this past week, and so we talked about dating. And so I said, hey, you know, a a lot of people nowadays are dating. We have the online dating, the chats, and, and all that good stuff. And so everybody's just trying to find 
a partner. And um, that was the first thing that kind of got this topic going for myself and got my brain, you know, the wheel spinning in my brain. But the second thing that got me spinning on this was, and I told you guys, I love to be totally transparent with you guys. I love to be transparent with you guys. I want you guys um, to know Joy Joy. So uh, it was a particular individual that I kind of had my eye on that I was kind of like, ooh, okay, I'm kind of digging him. I'm feeling him. I really am feeling him. And um, he does a podcast as well. And you guys, I'm not, I, 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 am, I am a Democrat, but I'm not really big on politics at all. I really, honestly, I hate politics. And the reason why I hate it is because it 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 just it gets to, it gets people too people too riled up, and so I always I, I don't I don't do a whole lot of talking on on politics and Democrat Republican your your political stands and your views and all that I just really don't. It, politics for me has been really really boring. Uh, I do pay attention here and there and, and 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 try to tap in some because one I have children and I'm, I'm in the you know in the workforce and all that good stuff but I really don't dab on politics at all but anyway so this particular individual has a podcast as well listen to their his particular podcast and he mentioned that he was a Republican and I was like what and I was I couldn't understand I really could not understand I really couldn't. But it was correct. <laughs> yes, it really did. It really, really, it really did. One because it 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 made me stop and think. Because again, politics has never been important to me at all. And I've never been one of those people who will sit and talk hours about politics. Never. But not only that, the fact that he's a Republican. I was just like, what? You're a Republican for real? So it really, really, it really been really, really made me stop and just think. And then I thought to myself, I was like, well, man, Joy, how important is it for, you know, my partner or, you know, for people when they decide to choose partners, is it for that person to have the same political stance as you or a different political stance as you? Or are you one of those people who say, you know what, I don't even care. I really don't even care. I don't even care if you vote, if you don't vote. I don't care if you, you like Trump, you don't like Trump. I don't care. If, I, you know, I, you know. So I just want to know. That's that's a little intro of our of our topic of our today's show. So if you guys have any feedback in regards to the topic, please call in. You guys, the call in line is six four six 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 eight two five seven four. We want to hear your views. We want to hear what you got to say. Just to have talk some conversation as well. You can visit our website at www d slash our network dot com. Now, to get to these hot topics, these hot topics. I'm gonna do a little. I'm gonna do this real quick, just so we can. What the fuck? Okay. So I just had to introduce it. I'm sorry. I just had. <laughs> I really just had to introduce it. So the first one that I want to talk about is Sierra, Miss Sierra, Miss Sierra, baby. Okay. And uh-huh. future. And Mr. and her and her and I'm sorry, and Sierra's husband Roy Wilson. So Sierra's husband, Mr. Roy Wilson, went to social media, and basically this is what he said: Russell Wilson to radio, we don't need Future's child support. This is what Mr. Wilson is saying to Future: we don't need his child support. So just to kind of read you guys a little bit of you, and it's been it's been on a little social media. So if you guys have not read, let me just give you a little little little, little background. It says Russell Wilson, and again, Russell Wilson is Sierra's husband, and then Future is the baby daddy. 
So Russell Wilson is coming out swinging at Sierra's hip-hop baby father future. According to Chicago's Power 92.3 radio, the radio station is claiming to have heard an explosive interview where Russell urged Sierra to take rapper future off of child support. Russell is quoted by the top-rated station as saying, I don't like seeing my son and my wife stressing up by such a municipal, and I might be saying that, amount of money. Minuscule. Small amount of money. Minuscule. Yeah. Thank you. Minuscule, which is a, a small amount of money. And the NFL superstar who just signed a contract to become the highest-paid player in football history had a lot more to say. The station claims that Russell told the interview that he and Sierra don't need futures coins and that the rapper needs them more. <laughs> Here's another quote from 92.3. It says, Sierra and her ex constantly argue because he's not consistent and can go months without even paying. I can provide for my family without his little coins. I am, it's not, I'm sure he needs the money more than we do. He's got other kids in need, no need for him to cover, need to overextend, excuse me, himself, because we are separate generations ahead of us. So what do you think about that, Afal? What, 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 what are your thoughts? I'm, I'm going to give you mine. So I just want to know, what, what, are you, what, are, what are your thoughts about that? Well, one, um, hearing that, I, I, I've lost a little bit of respect for Russell and, and Sierra. There are certain huh. things that you just don't put out, and and I'll, and I'll explain it like this. I have children, like I'm recently divorced, and I have a child from another relationship. There's nothing public yeah. that people are going to point to where you hear me just putting our business in the street, like yeah, like that. You know, it's just. You know, and it was like one thing I did for a GoFundMe, but like that was a, a money thing. But it this is you're putting this kid is gonna watch this. Yes, that was my point. This. Yes, the kid is going to have access to it. Their friends are gonna have access to it. Right. Their parents are super famous. Anywhere they go, they're going to have this out there. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is not something you want to mitigate in it. I mean, because I understand child support. I've, 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 yeah. I've, I've paid it, and it's been paid to me. Child support is a simple thing. If the if the person receiving child support doesn't want it anymore, they just go to court and cancel it. This is not exactly. a conversation. So if you really didn't want the money, if you really think that it's a problem, just go to court and cancel it. Exactly. Why? Why? Why are you making comments about right. people and and now and then talking about how much money you have? We we know we know Russell Wilson's paid. We know Sierra right. made some money off of me. Nobody yeah, questioning that. that. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, right, it's right. just like all all of this is childish. You know, yes, it, 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 so. it'd be different if this was done for a point. If this was done because Future wasn't seeing his child because of child support. And they were throwing this out to try to get him off of it and, you know, coerce him to come spend time with the child. I'd say there are better ways, but I'd have more respect for it because the betterment of the child was your motivation. Yeah. Yeah. This stuff here is just, I'm like, I'm I'm sorry. To me, this is absolutely childish. I don't see any way this is going to make a situation better. And I don't see anything productive that's going to come from it. Right. So that, that's, and I told, that's my thing. I totally agree. I totally agree with you, A-Town. I, I, I really think 
Mr. Wilson had a petty moment at this moment. I really think it was a petty moment. I think what this was, by him going on this radio station, making these comments, I think in my mind, what was going on in my mind was, okay, Future and Sierra probably got into it. He probably got involved. Future probably said something to his baby mother. And so as the husband, Mr. Wilson was like, okay, I got you. Don't even worry about it. I'm about to go and just air all of our business out. That's how. That's the way. That's the way I took yeah. it. That's the way I took it. I really it's think like, he had a petty, petty moment. Yeah, this ain't a GoFundMe moment. This is like, you know, and there's difference in the way you put it out. Like, if it was, you know, my son, my son's um father, you know, sold mortgaged our house, ran off with the bank account, and I need money. Even though you're putting the business out, you're explaining why you need money. So you're not putting right. that out to just belittle them, hopefully you're putting that out so you can explain your situation, right? Right. But what, right. there won't be the point come up there like, I don't need your child support. I can afford my exactly. house. Keep your money. Exactly. It's like, what's the point? I mean, that, that's some tit for tat. Exactly. Some, some, it is. It's petty. You know, some, <laughs> some, some it's, it's hurt feelings. We call it <coughs> decompensating. <laughs> Maladaptive behavior. And, and so that's that's the part that I don't like. It's disrespectful. This is not to explain something to have a need met. Because then, I mean, if you're doing that, you have to. Like, if you're trying to justify why you need money and you have a, a co-parent, people are going to ask, well, why don't you go to the co-parent? Well, listen, I can't exactly. go to the co-parent because we're in this situation, and based on these happenings, I'm in a bad way, so I need help from you. And so there's some ways you're gonna you're gonna end up having to shame the other party to justify your claim. But right. that's different than just coming out to just to, to shame somebody for the sake of it. Now this is what I and this is a little tangential, but tangential, but is it true that Sierra wanted to change her <coughs> her future son's name to Russell's name? Because I saw that message and I'm like I don't believe half of what I read, so I didn't know. But since uh, you guys bring that. this up, yeah, okay. Then I, I mean, I just saw it on the post and I ignored it. And but since this came right. up, I was just asking because I don't keep up with this. I didn't know anything about this till you just said it. Yeah, I'll leave this stuff well, it's alone. Been, it's been on. It's it's been. I know. I know. I know. I know. It's it's <laughs> been it's been kind of on social media here and there. And I just like I said when I first read it, I I the first thing I thought was Mr. Wilson had a petty moment because just like you said, child support and and, and custodial uh, custody and all that that's that's private. Period. I don't care if the the other parent is a top notch parent or a bum and not doing what they're supposed to do. It's totally personal. I really don't think that it should be. It should. We should go to you know the blogs, the radio station, social media, and put it out there like that. Period. Because on the flip side, like we just said, the child will see this. If they don't see it themselves, then somebody else is going to possibly bring it up. Oh, you know what? I heard your daddy ain't paying child support the way he's supposed to be paying child support. You know what I'm saying? And then that puts a bad taste in future son's mouth about his father. Because at the end of the day, whether he pays child support or not, that's still his father. So at the end of the day, if Mr. Wilson likes future or doesn't, gets along with him enough, that is still his father. You cannot change that. Whether you take him off child support, accept his money or not, that's still his father. You cannot change that. So really, honestly, I think this was all a Russell Wilson um, thing. I think, like I said, he was having a moment. 
He wanted to show, you know, how big his 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 balls were, and he wanted to show let uh, future know. No, seriously, this is how I feel. He wants to let future know, you know what? I don't. We don't. My, your son, and that and that's basically and that's how I took it. He's basically telling him your son does not need whatever support you're trying to give him. Period. And basically, what I'm telling you, and I'm telling the public, and I'm telling your son, because he's going to get it one way or the other. He doesn't need you. He does not need you. That's basically how I took it. So I think that you know, when it comes to when it comes to child support and and issues like this, it, it should be just be totally left alone. Now, if you had an issue with future and you want to come at him a different way, you want to talk about oh, I, my check is bigger than your check, and I just got cool, but leave the kids out of it. Leave leave the leave that other part out of it. Leave that little part out of it. Yeah. That's that's all. You know, you know, my mother and my father taught me because they got divorced and we had questions. And my mother yeah. and father both told me that's our relationship. That ain't got nothing to do yeah, with you. And we were like, exactly. we we're like, but you're our mother <laughs> and our father. And they're like, and so what you and so what you get to know is what happens in regards to me being your father and her being your mother. Us breaking up, us breaking up, or whatever's going with us, don't change that. Exactly. I'm still your father. I'm still your mother. So you don't need to know all of that. And, exactly. And my There's thing just is some this. stuff you don't even know. And my thing is like this, this is very short-sighted because, like, my background is I worked the majority of my life in group homes. And let me tell you something. When kids get to a certain age, they don't care if their parents were crackheads or kings. They want to know them, and there's questions that yep. only the parent is going to answer. And very true. no matter what Russell and Sierra say about the money, Future son is going to want to know what support his father offered or provided. Yes. And yep. so even yeah. if Future is just saying, even because this this would have been the grown up thing to do. We don't need your money to raise him. So why don't you? Because we have enough money. It's like when Denzel Washington, I think it was, turned down the scholarship for his son. They're like, why are you turning down the scholarship? He said, I, 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 I'm paraphrasing because I remember that quote. He said, you know, I've earned a couple of coins. You know what I'm saying? I could afford to give that to somebody else, you know, whose child needs. Right. Like, my kid, don't, right. my kid don't need a scholarship. I'm making $20 million a movie. We good. You know, right. I could buy my son a college. But what happens is the grown-up thing would have been to privately say, listen, future, both me and Sierra got mad bank. So instead of you just throwing money on top of money and just taking this kid and spoiling him, why don't you take the money you were going to pay in child support and put it in a living trust for your son that he can get when he's 18? And then that way, when the son asks what dad did for me, there's something that you did because we really don't need your money, and then it just becomes overkill. And so this, exactly. is, this, this, is, a, this is a grown-up way to plan. So if anybody knows Russell or got access to him in Sierra, why don't you suggest they do that? Hey, give money to your son, but put it in the bank account in the trust that he gets when he gets into gets to 18 and put whatever stipulation you got to do one year of college or have a trade or whatever and have that for him. And quit making a public right. display of this. Because, I mean, personally, I really have no feeling for three millionaires arguing about who's paying for the kids. Both Thank of you, you. <laughs> all of you, could take a million dollars. Each one of you probably have a million dollars 
that is right now. loose change <laughs> that you can put in the account and have the kid live off of until he's 18 and nothing's happening. Exactly. So y'all just throwing money. This is, this, this, this is a display. And, and, and exactly. It, and, it, and, and it doesn't consider the child. So to me, this is just At all. Yeah. It's just crazy. So again, it it really is. It really is. It really is. And and I mean I like I like I, I like Mr. Wilson. So I'm not saying anything about Mr. Wilson. I just think like at this moment he had a petty moment. And we all do. We all have them. We all have yeah. those moments when, you know, it's like I said, it could have been a conversation, just something you know that they could have got into, or it was just like you know what I got you. He was like, I'm gonna go to these social media and I got you. So Mr. Wilson, love you. But I don't think this is the right way to do it. I don't think this is the right way to do it. Okay, so one more, one more. And, 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 and let me ahead. say that too. I got mad respect for Russell Wilson. I, I mean, even I based on his faith, when he when when it even became public that he said, based on my faith, like we we ain't doing the nasty until we get married. I mean, he's a man of yes. Everybody, everybody has their moment. So let me say this before. It gets misconstrued, and they like he's talking about Russell Wilson, and he don't like Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is my dude, and the only yes. thing I'm pissed about him about is he threw that interception, and the Patriots won, and I hate the Patriots. Other than that, <laughs> I have never had a problem with Russell Williams, and I know it wasn't his call, but I wanted him to tell his coach to go to hell. We gonna hand the ball right, off and beat the right. Patriots. But other than that, up until this moment, Russell has never done anything. That I've been mad. Yeah. If I have mad respect for him, this was a brain fart, and we all yeah. have those. We, we we have our mistakes, but I'm saying this is on a bigger level because you have a child and the relationship between the child and his father in your hands, and you're supposed to be modeling what he is supposed to be like, not trying to show him who you can be. Exactly, and you said it perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Yeah, again, Mr. Wilson, we love you at the D-Hour Radio Network. We love you. It was just a petty moment. We all have it. But, yeah, that was petty wetty. Mm-hmm. That was really, really petty wetty. <laughs> yeah. All right, you guys. We're but that, ahead. But, we're that, but that Patriots thing is unforgivable. I'm just telling you. <laughs> Big Russ. Mr. A-Town you should have said that, no. <laughs> you should have told the coach. Maybe we need- I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Hey, okay. Get behind me, Satan. <laughs> Or maybe just focus more on the field and stay out of all that extra stuff. Just, just, just leave that alone. Leave that to Sierra and Future. Let them work it out the way they're going to work. I just need you to stay on there. Continue getting these contracts, okay, and, be, and stand up. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. But anyway, just wanted to bring it out there. Just want to put it out there. So, again, you guys, this is the D-Hour Radio Network. I am your girl, Joy Joy. This is the next chapter. And with my lovely co-host, Mr. A-Town. We're going to go yes, ahead and get ma'am. some music real quick. So I want to lay some time um, to talk about our uh, our show topic, dating, Republican or Democrat, and how important is it. So right now, again, we're going to go ahead and get into some music. Let's see. You know what? Ooh, 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 ooh. I got to give a shout-out to Mr. D. Slate because this is my song, y'all. I have been <laughs> – I'm sorry to get excited. I have been on this whole Nipsey Hustle for ever since he passed away. I've, I've no, I knew him prior to, but ever since he passed away, his album has been playing in my car nonstop. This is one of my favorite songs, you guys. Y'all are gonna love it. I, shout out to Mr. D. Slate for putting this on here. But we're gonna go ahead. This and is off a of victory lap. 
this is Vic. This is yes, it's off of Victoria. This is actually actual. I gotta get that. I haven't gotten it yet. I gotta get that. Bomb. The whole. I'm telling you guys, the whole album is dope. The whole album is dope. Not only is I mean he was he. Hey, Nipsey was was awesome. Nipsey was the bomb. But he's actually speaking to you guys. You gotta listen to the whole thing and what he's saying, the lyrics. But this is Victory Lap by Nipsey Hussle. Wait. 
head. I shine like the sun. All of my diamond glitch. I sleep in designer. I got a ton of juice. I wanna flood the bitch. Send me a dub. I'm focused on money. I get them racks on me. Don't fuck with my money. You be your casualty. It's all of my time. That pedic a book on me. She all on my line. Little bit with no fuck on me. Yeah, on the man, on the man. All over me, gotta make sure I stand out. Fuck it, I got it up out the mud. Never had my hand out. I need the whole group by the sit back, better get back before I click back. Fuck all that chit chat, leave you slumped over at your kick back. Made 10 mil in my first year. 10 carrots in both fields. Pay 10k for the Cartier, just so I can see clear. She cussing all over my fashion. Goddammit, these diamonds be dancing. I throw it up Monday at Magic. She eat up the dick like a savage. The same nigga sit on the block with me. The same nigga sit to the top with me. The same nigga hopping out Rory, them bitches be firing like we. I like the sun to hit. I shine like the sun. All of my diamond glitch. I sleep in designer. I got a ton of drip. I wanna flood the bitch. Send me a dub. I focus on money. I get them racks on me. Don't fuck with my money. You be your casualty. It's all of my time. That pedicle book on me. She all on my line. Little bit with no fuck on me. I would have loved to hit.
you know, Taraji P. She's awesome, anyway. And but for her to she open got up married. the foundation, yes, yes, yes. Then I didn't she like got married. Woman. I loved it until she got married. She married what? the wrong dude. She's supposed to be marrying me, but that's another thing. I'm, oh, I, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm, I'm loving and hating all at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. I get it. I mean, Taraji P. She's bad. Like, she looks good. She's an awesome actress. And I mean, everything that she has literally touched and put her hands on, in my opinion, has blown up and has been amazing. Has been totally amazing. And not only that, she walks with a certain confidence, just holds herself on a certain, you know, to a certain standard that I love. That I love. So she, she's bad. She's bad. You know, either way it goes. But. Taraji P. has opened up, and I'm trying to look for the article, you guys, but she has opened up a mental health or started a mental health foundation, and it is named after her father. And let's see. Here it goes. Okay. So Taraji P. Henson, let's see. With her, Taraji P. Henson, with her new foundation, Taraji P. Henson wants to change the stigma of black mental health. And I, I'm a big advocate um, of mental health and especially mental health in the black community because something that I've kind of gone, I've gone through and I've known individuals who have suffered with uh, mental health. And not only that, but it is very, very important. I'm so happy that a lot of people are, are opening up and talking more about it. I'm so, so happy. I'm so, so happy. I just think about myself and my story and the different things that I've been through. And um, one, and, and, and not even that, but even commercials, like I believe it's the Cigna commercial, like now they're saying they're, they're pushing for people to get checkups and pushing for people to talk to their doctors. And they're saying, you know, go and get checked physically, mm-hmm. but not, as only, not only, you know, not only physically, but mentally. And I'm so happy that now every, people are talking about it. They need, they need to happen a long time ago, but it's either here or there, but it, it needs to happen. So a little bit about what Ms. Um, Henson is doing. It says, Taraji is proving that not only is the year to be booked and busy with new movie roles, but she has also put in work with her new community. Um, August 13th, the the actress and philanthropist revealed that she has lost a new foundation specifically geared to the minds of the black community. Thank you. The Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation, that's that's the name of her father, named after her late father, will specifically fight to change the stigma of mental health within the black community. Her foundation, her best friend, Tracy Jenkins, will serve as executive director, will offer scholarships to black students majoring in mental health, as well as provide mental health services for youth in urban schools. And that's where she got me. And the reason why is because you are, you are it seems like every day you're, you're, you're reading stories and hearing stories about kids who are going through so much and fighting and, and with so much and battling with, with their identity, trying to find themselves. And not having an outlet or a, a productive outlet to just fit to and get all this and work through what they're going through. So for her um, to um, provide mental health services for youth in urban schools, that's awesome. She says her father was the inspiration for this undertaking, according to People. Her father, a former veteran battling mental health issues, fought liver cancer up until his passing in 2006 at the age of 58. I named the organization after my father because of his complete and unconditional love for me. His unabashed, 
unashamed ability to tell the truth, even if it hurt, and the strength to push through his own battles with mental health issues, she said. My dad fought in the Vietnam War for our country, returned broken, and received little to no physical and emotional support. I stand now in his absence, committed to offering support to African Americans who face trauma daily simply because they are black. Hey. The Boris Lawrence Henson Foundation officially launches um, September 22nd in Los Angeles, and her event, Taraji's Boutique of Hope, continues with the work, Miss Henson. So I, I'm, I'm, I applaud Miss Henson totally for this. Um, I appreciate her for doing this, but not only for seeing the need and, and using her platform to help out, because uh, it's very, very important. Mental health, like I said, I am a big advocate of, uh, advocate, excuse me, of mental health, and I feel like it's very, very important. And even though a lot of people are stepping out now and speaking about it now, I believe even more need to speak about it and start speaking about it. But not only in the schools and, and things like that, but in our homes and in our churches and our communities, we need to talk about this because at the end of the day, it's real and it's going on. So I just want to yeah. just applaud Ms. Um, Henson for this and um, just say, hey, awesome, awesome. What do you think, yeah. A-Town, about the, the the whole foundation and, and her just stepping up well, and using her platform? Well, I mean, that's wonderful because um, one is needed. And yes. the stigma around mental health treatment is so ass backwards and misrepresented, it is ridiculous. Yeah. Now, <laughs> I also have to say that I'm part of the choir. I mean, Hell, I, I, I got student loans to prove that I'm dedicated to it, and I'm a dissertation away from a doctorate, and I do therapy for right. a living. So let me let me preface that so it doesn't, you know, <laughs> you know, it's like that I am I am biased. <laughs> I'm really right. biased. But when people, but but in school, we always got asked, "What is your ultimate goal?" And my ultimate goal, I've always said, was to make mental health services available to black people and to reduce the stigma. So I always focus the research that I've done, the projects that I've done on mental health for people of color. And so when I heard that, I'm upset with myself that I didn't know anything about it. This didn't get any press. I've never heard anything about this. Nah. This, and it this, was actually, I this was should have been all over BET, TV One, yeah. Bounce. This yeah. this should this should have been announced like a presidential, like um a, a like someone announcing they're running for president. This this should have been out like that. And I'm upset that I didn't know about it. I'm more upset that black media has not pushed it. And um, it just makes me love Taraji more. You know, I don't like the fact that you married somebody else, but you do good work, girl, and <laughs> just keep it up. But, no, I'm really right, proud of this. Right. Matter of fact, I am going to find out where it is, and I'm going to try to volunteer some services to it because this is awesome. This, yeah, this I didn't, is, let me see. Does it say where, where it is Yeah, I was about at. to ask you. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Um, it doesn't actually say in the article, but I'm sure we can Google it, and I'll Google it before the show is over, so we can yeah. just give, uh, I'll give you and give others, you know, some information on it, but yes, it really should be, I mean, like I said, I can't, I can't, on one hand, I can't say that, you know, um, 
media and, 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 and different businesses and companies and different stars and things like that, they are stepping up more and talking more about it. Like I said, even Cigna, mm-hmm. I can attest that the commercials, they are, they're speaking about, they're saying not only to get checked physically, but get checked mentally because it is very important. And a lot of times we feel like, and I feel what it is, is a lot of times we're going through our, our life and, and just the busyness and hustle and bustle. We feel like we're okay because things are getting done. But at the end of the day, when you sit back and you understand and you really, you know, just let's just ask somebody to say, how are you really doing? And then other stuff starts coming out. So I, it's important. It, it's yeah. so, so important. And like I said, just even hearing about stories, like I said, I, I read another article um, not too long ago. I think it was a 15-year-old boy. He was bullied um, at school for, you know, being a, a gay young man. And he went home and he killed himself, you know. And no yeah. telling, you know. You know what he's he's had to deal with, or different emotions and and things that he's been trying to, you know, kind of deal with himself and and dealing with his sexual identity. But it's unfortunate that he wasn't able to have anybody or, or you know have somebody to reach out to him before he decided to take his life. So again, yeah. it's it's so so important. It's so so important. Um, I, I I I applaud um, Taraji P for um just take like i said just taking the stand one of the stands and using her platform and just and there's not even that but just recognizing the need just recognizing the need because a lot of times we see the need we see you know something needs to be done and even though we're capable of doing it and handling it we just say oh i'll leave it for somebody else or it'll get taken care of but being able to actually see the need recognize and say you know what we need to do something and i can actually do something so i'm going to do my part so I applaud her for that. I applaud her for that because it's, it's needed. It, it really, it really, really is. At the end of the day, I don't care how many people try to, you know, look over it and say it's not important, but it's very important. It's very and yeah. and, and now with our younger people, if not more, you know, with even with the older, well, the older generation as well, but with our younger people now, because it seems like, and I sit back and I think about my kids and and I say this to them all the time. Y'all are in middle school. What could y'all be going through? That's just so dramatic for, for y'all to be doing this, thinking that, wanting to do that. Like, what is it? But at the end of the day, when you sit back and really but, think, you know, what were you going to say, Sal? But, yeah, but that hits home. Finish your thought. But, yeah, I got something to piggyback off of that. Well, no, I was going to say, cause, and then, then I sit back and I say, well, you know what? I don't know what this child goes home to every day or doesn't go home to yeah. every day. So, and 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 then I, I have to think about that. But a lot of times I do, I sit back and I say, you know, you hear about kids killing themselves or, or fighting or this, this, this. What is so serious? All you got to do is get up and go to school and come home. That's it. Well, it's like, well, so, it's, go ahead. Check, check this out. But check this out. Because, I mean, and I, I'm, I'm good because, like, I really got to piggyback off of it. The other day, my son came to me. And he had 20 bucks that he saved up, and he borrowed $20 from his sister, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, Dad, I want to buy, and I'm not going to say it again because I don't want to publicize it like, you know, I don't want to give it a negative stigma. But it's one okay. of those online, <laughs> ga- online platforms, and it's like, yes, it's not I Minecraft. It's, it's not Minecraft, but it's like Minecraft. I know. And, I, I think I know. <laughs> and he... And he was like, I'm like, what do you need $40 for? He said, well, these guys keep bullying me on the game. And if you pay $40, you get this status in the game where you can block people. 
right now I'm on the free platform so I can't block people. I'm like, what do you mm. mean bullying? It's like they cuss at me, you know, and then the game yeah. they're better than me, so they always kill me. I said, wait a minute. Now, this is a game that I've been given the money to buy little things for, and I sat up there and I watched it, and I'm like, oh, okay, this is a cool game. And then I'm like, how come you didn't tell me they were cussing at you? You tell me everything else about the game. And he was right. mentally stressed out because he won't do this game. So we had to have that that conversation about bullying and about developing that complex. And then I had to tell him, you know, you know, after the compassion and love, I said, and after all things said and done, it's a computer. And if you can't handle it emotionally, turn it off. You need to tap because out. Before, yes. I said, because <laughs> before you go around stigmatized, and checking and questioning yourself based on something that happens on the computer, I will break every computer and tablet in this house. Huh. That's I'm not happening. You. I'll be right there with you. So, I, I understand. You know, and, and so what I told him was, you know, if it has other platforms, find another platform. And I had to do an intervention. I said, why would you want to be where someplace, someplace where people bully you or pay somebody to stop somebody from bullying you when you just can go someplace else. There's a million games on the computer. Find one. And he came back exactly. later. Hey, Dad, I found something on the same site, a different game where people don't bully you, that and the other. But that's for real. And he was feeling self-conscious. He was feeling, you know, lack of value. He was feeling victimized through this. And so it doesn't matter how someone gets stigmatized or how someone gets traumatized. It just matters that they're traumatized. And that's the importance of mental health, where you have somebody who can sit there and walk you through it without making you feel bad about yourself or minimizing your situation based on where it came from and dealing with it, you know. So it's very important, you know, and and I, and I feel you on that. I told my kids, I'm like, you're not – you're not going to be one of them children who sit up here and take their lives because they can't deal with life. We're going to deal with yes, life. Yes, exactly. And I'm going to teach you how to deal with it. But, no, exactly. this ain't happening. Exactly. So, exactly. You know, but not so even I'm like, you get your sister back. No, but, no, no. I, I totally get it. I totally Because I had, and it's so funny because I had the, the same conversation with my son just the other day. And because same thing, the game and the Wi-Fi. I mean, he, I'm lagging. I was like, okay, you're going to calm down, <laughs> like right now. Like we had this pause. Like, calm down right now. This is a game. And like we always, we try to tell him, like, okay, tap out, log out for a minute, because I in these games they're so. Man, if you and as parents, I think like we need to maybe play a game with them a couple of times, so just so you can kind of see what's going on and what they're looking at. These games are deep, like they they're they're really deep, and I can understand how they can get addicted because I've played video games with them sometimes and said, okay, I'm just gonna mess around, whatever, and look up, it's 30 minutes, an hour later, and I'm still and I'm up here. Oh no, I want to beat, I want to be, I gotta go, I gotta go. So it, it becomes seriously, seriously, it becomes. So I understand. I understand how you can, how they can get wrapped up in it. But we have to just be able to remind them. You know what? I need you to tell, I need you to, to to sign out and you come back to reality. It's not that serious. Yeah. 
it's it's really not. If you're lagging, if 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 they're now they shouldn't be doing all that cussing and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, really, you don't know who you're playing with. You could be playing with a 40 year old man sitting on his couch, butt naked. I'm just being honest. So you really don't know who you're playing with because you could really be anywhere, anyone, you know, when it comes to online and stuff like that. But you got to be able to yeah. tap out and say, okay, this is, you know, not real. This is just for entertainment. I'm going to do it for a little bit, and then I'm going to step back. But not even that when it comes to mental health. We have the support. It has to be there. Like, it really, really has to be there. Like I said, I've had, you know, um, dealt with mental health a little bit, and I went to a therapist. And I had to share with people like around me and just let them know that therapy is not what people make it seem to be. And honestly, it's a really, really good thing because I guess people get the stigma of, okay, I'm not going to have nobody go and tell me what to do. I'm not going to have nobody go and prescribe me nothing. It's it's totally not like that. It's literally you being able to sit sit, sit down with somebody who's totally biased, who you don't know, don't know you, don't know your situation, and they actually talk you through and give you give you ways and help you make plans on how to deal with stuff and deal and, and, and get through things. Like from my experience and the person that I was speaking with, I, I talked, and then, you know, she said, you know, after I finished, she came back and she says, okay, well, I suggest this. Not saying you should do this, but I suggest this. And then another thing that I liked as well, because I knew that she was paying attention, she would ask me or to go in depth about certain people or events that I spoke about a lot. So if it was somebody I was speaking about a lot, she would say, okay, well, tell me a little bit more about this. Or you've mentioned that person more than once or more than twice. Tell me about that person. Or you've mentioned this particular situation or event a couple of times. Tell me about that. And so you're just basically, you're talking through it because a lot of times, I, just with myself, we get so frustrated with things because I like to talk things out. We get so frustrated mm-hmm. with things till it's like, you know, I can't, I need <laughs> yeah. to talk this out and figure this out, you know. And so I believe that's how some people feel sometimes in their head. You have all these thoughts and voices and ideas and stuff just rumbling around in there, and I just need to just talk it out. That's That's it. And that's what a therapist is there to do for you, just to be that ear for you, to talk things out with you, devise a plan for you if that's needed, to be able to conquer or um, come against problems that you may have or situations or trials or whatever that you may have. Okay, so if this happens again, here's our plan. This is what we're going to do. So I think it's a really, really good thing. I felt that way at first because I I was like, "Uh, I don't Really? Okay. <laughs> I, I, no, no, hey, I thought, hey, let me tell you something. You'd be great advertising. Like, why should I come see you? Listen to her. <laughs> I'll be, no, I'll be more because I do because I love it. But, my, but that's just, I think because it's just me. I love to talk things out. I tell people, if anything, if I can just have your ear and we can just talk it out, I feel much better because I be having so many things going through my, my ideas and this and that mm-hmm. and, oh, this happened. I want to know what the, why it happened. So just to be able to talk it out, it makes me feel better. So now I'm calm. But when I have all these deals and they're just bottled up in, some, in this box and just sitting in there and, and fighting with each other and boom, 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 trying to get out, that's when, okay, I'm ready to explode. I'm ready to have a, a mm-hmm. outbreak because it's like, oh my gosh, I have 
<laughs> I have 102 things <laughs> going in my mind. I got to do 102 things, and then I have this coming from me, and this, you know what I'm saying? So it can become a lot. And yep. then when you when, when you put that when you put that same scenario, and and it's a child, that can be a lot. That can be a whole whole lot to deal with. So yeah. I can't understand, but then I can't understand why, you know, it can lead to suicide for some, for some children. I don't really think that I've been there, had to have those thoughts, but I really don't think that is the end result. But I can understand how it could well, possibly get there. Well, the way that it happens, and people, people don't get this, you know the number one factor in deciding the, the, the intelligence and the, um, the veracity of thought? of a child is not the education of the child. It's the education of the parent and how the parent interacts with them. And that's regardless of money. When they did studies, they found that educated parents who hit on hard times and were broke, when it came down to the ability to process intelligence and knowledge, there was no difference between them and the parents who had means and, you know, provide the kids with all this other kind of stuff. You see what I'm saying? So kids, and, 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 they, and it's like this. You can tell the level of conversation a parent is having with the kid by the child because a child, no matter how young, will adapt their conversation to the conversation being given to them. So True, when you but have kids, but, no, when, ahead, I'm, I'm getting to this. But so when you have kids who go through this and then are talking about killing themselves, and it's not mm-hmm. to blame the parents, but then what you have, you have parents who are not having conversations on that level and working to instill problem-solving um, modalities inside the child. It's like, okay, come to me, and I'm going to help you. But then what happens when that child is afraid to come to you or is ashamed to say something? Right. So right. my kids, when my, like when my daughter came, She's like, I can't get my shirt on. Help me. I said, no. And she looked at me like, why not? I said, because you haven't put forth enough effort. Go try to put your shirt on for the next five or ten minutes. And if in that time you haven't gotten it, I will give you advice about how to get it on. And she came back like seven or eight minutes later. Daddy, I got it on. I said, now, doesn't that feel better than me putting it on for you? She said, yes. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so, my, so my children are trained to look for answers to their problems. You see what I'm saying? Yes, but, yes. But they got yeah. that from me, and so that's what's missing. And I can't blame the parents because they don't know this. But to any parent out there listening, your child will adapt to problem solving based on what you give them. If you don't want your child yes. to get bullied, if you don't want your child to be out there talking about committing suicide, you have to instill that. And you don't come up there saying, baby, don't commit suicide. But what you do is you give them a sense of agency, and that you being able to live as an individual and efficacy, your ability to do something. And if you instill agency yeah. and efficacy in a child, they're going to fight back because they're not going to like what the hell is going on. You see what I'm saying? Wow. So no, I totally that's understand. what we have to do. I totally understand. So that's my thought process. And no, no, that's perfect. That's perfect. What I was gonna throw in there, we're gonna, I mean, I'm just gonna throw it just in there, just for thought. And then we're gonna actually pick it up next show because I think the next show we're gonna go, we're gonna go on pain and fear. That's gonna, we're gonna talk about all this next show. But I was gonna yeah. throw in there, um, hurt people, hurt people. 
So um, that kind of wraps up that. So if you're somebody who's been hurt and hasn't dealt with it, then nine out of ten, you're passing that hurt down onto your children or people around you, and then they don't know how to deal with it as well. Unless, you know, something happens, something traumatic happens, and then, or you may have that person who just steps up and just says, you know what, I need to break this chain. I'm going to go get some help. I've been hurt. I need yeah. to go get some help because I don't want this to happen anymore. So just just a thought. So I'm, we're going to go to some music. We went talking a little bit longer about our um, hot topic, which is totally okay. We're going to get we're going to get some music. We're going to come back. We're going to finish up with our show topic, you guys. Um, it all ties in together because you know we got to talk about all these things. We don't want to be crazy going into relationships and dating and things like that. So we got to talk about all this in the next chapter, y'all. Um, so again, the the the, the uh, show topic, excuse me, is dating. Republican or Democrat and how important it is. But before we talk about that, we're going to go ahead and get into another song. It is Toss It Up. Again, this is the D-Hour Radio Network. This is the next chapter. I'm Georgia, and I have my host, Mr. A-Town. And again, we're about to listen to Toss It Up.
and then I leave venom in them. Fairies and signs, so keep your eyes on the name. The wild one is big and jiggy style, they the same. Two times better than, but it's from a better man. New school rules, but I'm down with a veteran. Cause I don't give a damn about the next man. I got my plan A, not B, and you can never see me on the down and out tip. I grab a microphone and show you how a jiggy brother comes equipped when I flip. Afro hoes, they get fixed. Surrounding the man, cause they're all on for this nigga. You know, child, the fuck, because I know you like the town. Where I'm kicking this, yeah, here yeah, from uptown. I'm taking my eyes from the bottom of the cup. You heard the very last, you get rubber, toss it up. Welcome back. Welcome back. You guys are tuned in to the D Hour Radio Network. This is the next chapter. My gr- my name, sorry. This is your girl, Joy Joy. And I have my host. <laughs> I have my host, Mr. A Town on the line. I was getting all confused. Y'all was about to give y'all something totally a remix. I was remixing it. This is the next chapter. So it's all right if you remix it a little bit. But uh that was Ziggy with Toss It Up, Toss It Up, Toss It Up. Yeah. Okay, so the last the last couple of minutes of the ending of our show, I wanted to get into our uh, show topic, which I thought was really interesting, and just to kind of get your 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 feedback and your ideas on it, uh, Mr. A Town, um, and just kind of give y'all my perspective on the whole topic. So the topic for today is for tonight, sorry, is dating, um, Democratic or Republican, and just to kind of give y'all a little back, um, it came, the idea came from. Found out that um, somebody that I know um, that I had a little eye on um, was a Republican, and it kind of, you know, stopped me in my tracks because I didn't think that being Democratic or Republican was really that important. But then when I heard he was a Republican, I was like, what? And after and before knowing this, I I, I spoke to him. You know, we had a whole sat down, had a um uh. A conversation. I mean, everything. I'm really a dope. I mean, he's still a dope dude, but just to find out that he is a Republican, I was just like, wow. It really kind of blew my mind. So the question is, is you know, <laughs> is being uh, is your significant other or the person that you're dating or your partner, is it important, you know, that they have the same political views as you or opposing views as you? Do they have to have the same stance? Um, opposing stance, or does it? Do you not care when it comes to you know when it comes to dating or being in a relationship with somebody? You know, for myself, again, I'm not a I'm not a political person at all. I I, I really I, I I gotta like to get you know the summary of everything and then just go from there. Um, get I'm a very critical thinker, so you know get this view, this view, and kind of come up with my own. But I don't like to really spend too much time on it. But again, when I found out this person was a Republican, it blew my mind. It really blew my mind. And I said, <laughs> "You going through it?" Myself. I am. <laughs> I am. Because I really it, like I. <laughs> I mean, and, and then I sit back and I'm just like, okay, do I look at him differently? And like, if we have a conversation now, and I, you know, I start talking to him about stuff, he's gonna is he gonna start looking at me a different way? And because. I mean, Republicans, they, they, they have their views. They really do. They really, they really, really do uh-huh. have their views. And, but, like, again, like I said, it just, it really, really stopped me in my tracks. And so I guess to ask myself this, mm, 
I think it would be important. I think it would be important. I don't think it would be a deal breaker, but I would definitely, at this moment, if I was dating somebody and and especially if it was somebody who was very vocal in regards to their political views, and then to find out that their political views were opposing to mine, I would definitely like to have a conversation, sit down and have a conversation with this person and really just kind of see where they're coming from and be able to say, okay, this is where, this is how you feel, this is, you know, this is, this is how you don't feel. So we can kind of have that, that common ground because at the end of the day, political views, especially opposing political views, can, that can start a fight. That could really, really start a fight. So so I guess for myself, I think it would be important. It wouldn't be a deal breaker, but it would definitely be something that I would have to be like, okay, I see that this is important to you, you know, politics and, and your political view is very important to you. And now that I found out that you have a different political stance as I do, we definitely need to sit down and talk and see how it's going to basically work out. Because what if I make it? What if it, if we get deep into the relationship, and I make a decision, and that decision goes against my partner's or my mate's person I'm dating with political views? Then what? Yeah. Then do we get to the point yeah. where we're gonna we're gonna have to break up? So I think it is important. <laughs> I didn't think it. I didn't. I didn't think it was important. I really didn't. I guess because. It's sad to say, I guess maybe I've never really been in a relationship with anybody who who really even spoke about politics. But um, yeah. I guess now, moving into the next chapter, <laughs> it's something that I would definitely have a conversation with. You know, we wouldn't spend too much time, but I would definitely mm-hmm. have a conversation with. For yourself, A-Town, how important is it for the person that you're dating in a relationship with for them to have the same views as you? And if not, if they have opposing views, how how would you deal with it, or would it be just a deal breaker? Were you just like, no, you gotta no. have the same 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 views? No, we could. Well, I, one, it's not for me. It wouldn't be about their political affiliation. It would be about how it manifests and what they're standing mm. on and the values. Because you know, just like all black people are different, all Republicans are different. There's some Republicans who come out and you know piss on Donald Trump on a regular basis and talk about how terrible he is. You know. And that he doesn't yeah. represent the party. So my thing is, it's not about if we have opposing views. It's about which views are opposing. Like if I have a belief okay. in God and, and you don't, that opposing view is going to be a problem. If I think that millionaires should be taxed at 70% and you think they should be taxed at 30%, we don't have to agree on that. You see what I'm saying? That's not right. that's not a deal breaker. That's not important enough to me where I would be willing to get rid of a life partner solely based on that. But I Got would you. get rid of a, a person who wanted to be my life partner if they said there is no God. Okay, yeah, we cool. Yeah. <laughs> we can be friends. <laughs> but, Definitely. You see what I'm saying? So yeah. my thing is how did their political views manifest and what are they based on? If you're one of these people who believe that rich people are blessed and poor people are, are sucky folks who didn't do enough, yeah, that's going to be a deal breaker because I can't be around somebody who equates humanity and success to monetary gain. Because if that's the case, the most spiritual people in the history of the world were the people who enslaved our people because chattel slavery was the most beneficial business in the history of the world. So, uh. no, 
I, I can't rock like that. That's the kind yeah. of philosophy that breeds slavery and servitude. So, no, I can't deal with that. But if you believe that, you know what, you should have to work. I'm like, I was taught hands that don't work, don't eat. So that's just a different degree, and we can talk about how that manifests. But there are certain views that would have you on the uh, we can only be cool list. But, again, it wouldn't be yeah. based on a title. It would be based on how that title manifests in you and what you being associated with it means. Like, I will say this. If someone said, I'm all for Donald Trump and everything he does, I wouldn't leave you uh... because – let me finish. Okay. I wouldn't leave you because you're a Republican. I would leave you because I would no longer respect your intelligence and your judgment, and I can't be with somebody as a partner who I don't respect. I literally don't respect anybody without an ulterior motive who supports Donald Trump. To me, he's a narcissistic moron and an idiot, and the only thing suave about him or charismatic is the brazenness of his lies and, and his just this, this, the putrid junk that he puts out. So if someone says mm. I'm a billionaire and I'm down with Trump because he's making me richer, then we might be able to have a discussion. But if you just said, "Oh, Trump is wonderful and brilliant and he's intelligent, he has a great brain," I no longer mm. respect your judgment and your ability to think. So that wouldn't be based on political. That would be based on me not having any faith in you as a person. Got so it. I, no, 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 I, I totally have to make get it. that specific. I totally get and I get I like saying? the way that you put it. No, I no, I totally understand. I like the way that you put it, how you said how, you know, if, if I was gonna go with Donald Trump because he was making me money, opposed to I'm gonna go with Donald Trump because he's brilliant. Uh I get it. Because like I've always said, <laughs> Donald Trump is an awesome <laughs> Donald Trump is an awesome <laughs> businessman. He is an awesome businessman and I think he needs and that's the lane he needs to be in. But, you know, in, in regards to oh, every decision he's made and I love his views and I love the way no. So I guess, you know, in regards to that situation, I guess I would have to just dig a little deeper and not just stop on Republican. But I'm just saying, when he said Republican, yeah. it just got me, and I was just like, "What? How did you yeah, be a Republican and you just pro-black?" And I'm just like, "Yeah, I mean, that's what? like saying clans." But nowadays, because Republicans have like just they've been tied up, they scrotums and vaginas, and put them in their behind and walking around like they've been neutered and spaded. Them jokers are some of the most ineffectual lap dogs I've seen in the history of America. You know, at least when they were enslaving us, they were brazen and honest about what they were doing. These jokers yeah. are trying to be closet idiots. Yeah. <laughs> like, damn. Yeah. Stand yeah. Up. But like, not even you know. that. But not even that. It's, 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 when I was in school, we had, I had to do a paper on um, systemic discrimination. And I never really knew what it was until I had to do the research and do the paper. But, but then I, I truly understood. People always say discrimination is bad and it's so hard because it's being discriminated and stuff like that. That's one thing. Like I feel like discrimination is, is like the battle. But the systemic, when you actually get in the system and you're getting discriminated in the system, that is like the whole war. Because when you're trying to fight the system and you're being discriminated against in regards to in the, in the system, that's like a whole nother level. That's a whole nother level. Yeah. To, to me, to me. 
And I never yeah. truly understood until I did the research and, and, and had to do the paper, like I said, but it's 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 deep. It's it's so so deep di- and you get it's a difference between being in a one on one fight and being jumped by a gang. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Exactly. You know. Exactly. Because you have it coming from different ways and they get you with the fine print. Oh, well, yeah, you did. You, 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 you think you can do this, but no, read that fine print. Oh, yeah, yeah, I really can't do this because of. So that systemic, that system, that's what really, really gets us. It's the discrimination, yeah, that's one thing, but when you get in the system and you start, like I said, dealing with that fine print, that's what really, 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 really gets us. Really, really gets us. But thank you. But yeah. thank you. Yeah, I just, I, I just, I just thought that would just be just, a, just an, an awesome conversation, an awesome topic just to talk about because, like I said, I was blown out the water <laughs> when I heard that, <laughs> and I really, really was. Like it really, really made me stop. But like I said, it really, I stopped. And after I stopped, I thought, I was like, well, dang, Joy, is it really that important to you? And I guess it is. Because, like I said, I've never been a person who's been big on politics. Like, when people talk politics, I'm mm-hmm. literally shutting down or leaving. I just, because I've seen people, like, literally get ready to fight because of their political beliefs and views and stuff like that. And I'm sitting back like it's yeah. not that deep, y'all. But people really, really stand <laughs> on what they believe on. I'm, I really, I sit yeah. back and I'm just like, really? Y'all are sitting up here fighting and y'all, what? But it. To me, I just always felt like that. I just, I'm just, I'm just like, it's not that deep. But well, you know, it's, it's because I, they're judging them as if that stance is the basis of their moral and ethical value. Yeah, yeah. So that's it's true. like if you're if you're a Republican, you associate it with Donald Trump and you know his little his minions. So all of a sudden, it's like, okay, you're <laughs> amoral. You're, you're you're a closet racist, you know. You you're you're part of even if you're not part of you sub, you um you support the propagation of the one percent at the detriment of the ninety nine percent, and I don't like you. <laughs> yeah, I mean literally, and that <laughs> that's the way you think. That's the way you think. I don't even like you no more. I don't. I'm good. Like. <laughs> And I just like Ugh, I don't even like you no more. Like I didn't get no deeper than that. Like I because it was I was listening to uh, uh, his his podcast. No deeper than that. It was just Republican, and I was just like really. And I was like, Ugh. but again, like you said, there's different Republicans. And it's not really, um, it's not the opposing views, like you said. But which views are you opposing? Yeah. Is the important thing. So it's not really that, you know, um, about, I guess, or maybe in, a, in another way to say it is, is, is what are you fighting for, pretty much? What, yeah. what is your fight for? So you, you're a Republican, so why are you a Republican? And then when you break it down again, are you a Republican and you follow Donald Trump because Donald Trump is helping you increase your coin or because I'm choosing to follow Donald Trump because Donald Trump is the best leader ever? So <laughs> this makes you want to throw up in your mouth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, um, no, and, and, that's, and, that's, and that's really, really good because, and I guess, and, and not even I guess, but in regards to the next chapter, those that's the type of thinking that we need to have. So, again, not respond, not reacting, but responding. So I heard that, yeah. and, and it's not even that, but just anything. You know, I heard this. Yeah. And immediately you want to react. What? You can't be. Nah, uh-uh. 
but let me sit back and let me think. Okay, he said this, yeah. but why does he feel this way? So I can respond yeah. in a different way, in a different way. And that's and that's, just, and that's the next oh, chapter ahead, of growth. And that's yes, also the next exactly. chapter of growth. Exactly, exactly. Being able to look at things in a different way or respond in a different way. And because and, and, yeah. I mean, because from from first hearing, you're saying, oh. He's an opposer. He's against me. She's against me. She's against me. Nah. Let me sit back and let me take. Let me think about this. Let me think about everything and respond right. And then also that's where that discernment comes in as well because you have to sit back and say, okay, for yeah. against good bad. So all of this it all it all ties in and just gives you another way of thinking in the next chapter, y'all. Okay. Well, it was yeah. awesome. Show it's an awesome show, but I do want to end. Um, I want to end with, um, and I'm going to do it. I'm going to have after you do it too, well as well. A town. I want to end with the promise. I want to end with the promise because we're we're ending our week. We're going into our weekend, and we're going to start our week on Monday. I want to end with the promise. And basically, what this is, it says, "What are you promising yourself at the end of the day when it's all said and done?" you're taking evaluation of your accomplishments or maybe even your failures, what are you telling yourself? What are you promising yourself to keep the fire burning? So I want to end with the promise. Oh. So for myself, um, what I've been doing is um, I've been doing a squat challenge. So every day it increases, the squats increase. So um, I will commit and I will promise myself to to complete my squat challenge every day. That's a little personal. I will complete my squat challenge every day. <laughs> and I also promise Joy to never give up, despite whether it's good, bad, if I'm by myself, with someone, um, whatever it is, I promise myself that I would never, ever, ever give up because I have moments and I have days when I want to quit, so I promise myself I will never, ever, ever give up. So that is my promise for myself for the upcoming week. So what about you, Aethan? What are you gonna what are you promising yourself? For the upcoming week or just period? Just for the period. I mean it can be for a period for the upcoming okay. week. So so for the upcoming week, I'm gonna finish this book of poetry. Okay. And and I'm going to um begin tidying tightening up and finishing the other two projects that I've been just belaboring forever not really putting time in them. But my my long-term okay. promise to myself is to always create and disseminate art that enhances and changes the way that people look at life for the better, and especially Perfect. focusing on my people. Perfect. I'm going to do that as long as I'm breathing. Perfect. Perfect. Again, you guys, this is the next chapter, letting go of your old, stepping into your new, new shit. This is the D-Hour Radio Network. I am Joy Joy. This, that was Mr. A-Town. You guys can check yeah. us here on the D-Hour um, Radio Network every Friday, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is where we'll be. You can also check us out and all the other great shows we have on the D-Hour Network at www.d-hournetwork.com. 
as well. On Fridays, if you guys want to call in, you guys can call in at 646-668-2574. It's been a great night. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate you, A-Town, and your uh, I appreciate you too, baby. Um, thank you. And your therapeutic, um, I don't know how to put it. That's I, cool. I appreciate the therapy <laughs> session. I appreciate the therapy yes. session. I, I, I appreciate the therapy <laughs> session. Again, <laughs> I really do. For you just really y'all really don't know. I appreciate it. Again, this is the D Hour Network. You have been listening to the next chapter. I'm Joy Joy. That is A Town. And we go we'll see you guys here next Friday, eight PM Central Standard Time. You guys have a good weekend and a good week. And we're gonna go out with a song. Let's see, we're gonna do we're going to do Big Jig, The Millionaire Walk. And I just like this song, y'all, because we're going to the next chapter, so we're going to call into existence. Y'all have a good one. Got my own style, you other cat jack 